This podcast is brought to you by Spotlight, the home of casting, which has been helping professional performers find roles since 1927. Hello and welcome to the Spotlight podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking to Spotlight's customer success manager, Mel Brown, who's been with the company for six years. She's going to be talking us through some of the changes we've recently made to the platform to make things a bit easier for self-represented performers. She's also going to be sharing tips for how to navigate putting yourself forward for roles when you don't have an agent, as well as covering headshots, showreels, and making your Spotlight profile the very best it can be. She's got a vast wealth of knowledge about the platform and how performers use it, so this is really is a must-listen for anyone who's self-repped. Without further ado, here's Mel. Hello, Mel. Welcome back to the Spotlight Podcast. Hello. It's been it's been a while, but I'm very excited. Thank you for inviting me back on. It has been a while. Well, we've got some important things to talk about today. So we've recently made some changes to Spotlight and how self-represented performers use it. Um, and so you're here to help explain what those changes are, how it affects people, and answer some of the frequently asked questions that we've had around it. So... Oh, perhaps first, Mel, we should introduce you. I was going to say, yes, shall we introduce? So my name's Mel. I work on a team called the Spotlight Success Team. And that's basically uh, my job title is kind of customer success, which means um, I work predominantly with what we would what we would say is kind of talent. So uh, young performers, graduates and performers for Spotlight is the people that we work, I work with uh, a lot. But my team also works directly with casting directors and agents. Agents. So we will work together. There's a team of seven of us and we are looking after the needs, the wants, the desires, the hopes, the dreams um, of all the membership groups, which actually can be a little bit challenging because everyone uses Spotlight in a very different way. So our job is to kind of educate, to help um, kind of, uh, you know, those difficult questions, promote things, especially changes that we're making, hence the podcast today. So hopefully in a nutshell that explains it, but Every job title is a little bit confusing, I always think. <laughs> I think that was beautifully summarised. Um, so yes, can you give us a little overview of what's changed when it comes to self-represented performers? Yes, of course. So what you will know is that self uh, represented used to be called care of spotlight so back um, at the beginning of this year you would have seen care of spotlight written on profiles and now if you are self-representing you are in a sense just labeled as that self-represented on your profile so the thing that I want to talk about kind of like there's you know two sides to it so when we look at the profile when you have a lot of people we talk about the the link to the spotlight profile and if you are sending that out to people you will have that uh, maybe in your bio um, in an email signature or something like that you will see for yourselves it's saying um, self-represented and then the email address inquiries at spotlight.com so essentially, if someone isn't signed into Spotlight, a casting director isn't signed in, people who see your profile will just see that email address and be able still to contact via the email address. And we will forward those inquiries on as long as they are professional inquiries. If, however, the casting director is signed in 
Um, but they will be able to see now, again, as you saying, self-represented, but a lovely little contact form, which means the casting director can send you a direct message from their account. So it's very important to have um, up-to-date contact details on Spotlight. So making sure that you use, you know, the email address that you use regularly and um, they will be able to contact you. And then what you do is you just respond to that email and you can have a little dialogue there. So for example, they might be doing an availability check to see if you're around for dates uh, for a project they might be casting. Uh, they may be looking to ask you to do a self-tape um, or they might be just asking you maybe specific questions about skills that you have on your profile or maybe asking to see a little bit more of your showreel or audio work. So that's why they might be getting in contact with you via the contact form. Fabulous. And how will self-represented performers profiles appear in casting searches has that changed so as I was kind of saying it's 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 hard to kind of get a visual as I know with a podcast but what the main thing is to know is that when they are viewing them they will see uh as I said the self-represented and then the contact form so that is slightly different to how it was previously because everyone would kind of email inquiries at spotlight.com whereas now they can contact you directly so that is what's kind of visually changed for the contact uh, for the casting directors is that they will be able to actually see the contact it says contact performer they click on that and then it goes directly to the form which they then uh, fill out and send to you uh, essentially as an email great so basically making it easier for casting directors to get in touch definitely that's that basically <laughs> is summed up in one sense sentence Kristen I love it yes <laughs> trying to make it okay. easier <laughs> um so if I am self-repped um, how do I go about searching for castings? Okay, so if you are self-representing on Spotlight, you will see the jobs feed board. Now, the jobs feed board um, does have different ways that you can filter things. So if you go into my tools and settings, you can set uh, certain things, for example, gender, kind of age range, um, those kind of things, certain heights and stuff like that. So you would get quite specific um, job advertisements under that if you set your uh, your settings directly to what your casting type is and then what will happen is it's your choice I recommend especially for those who are self-representing I think this is really important to kind of emphasize we might talk about this again later is that you are acting as the agent at the moment so without an agent you do need to really be checking the jobs feed board regularly because new jobs are added all the time and obviously the agent's job is to kind of sit in front of their jobs feed board and regularly put their clients forward so you do I would say you know not to be attached to it but at least once a day make sure you check the jobs feed board if there is a role that is right for you put yourself forward for it do it sooner rather than later just because um, you never know how many uh, people are going to be suggested for a role and I always say you know if it's if you're right for it go for it you'll see lead time sometimes on the projects of being maybe a week or a couple of weeks I would say don't worry about that just go straight into putting yourself forward as soon as possible 
And how to do that is you click onto uh, what we say the terminology of a breakdown, but that basically is the jobs brief. You look at it, you read the notes, obviously really focusing on the casting dates and on the dates of filming and things like that, or if it's a stage show, uh, rehearsal dates and, and when it's running, making sure that you're available for all of those dates. That is really, really important. I think sometimes it can be frustrating. You may have a commitment somewhere which you can't miss, but they're asking you to be available for two months, say, and you do have to be available for that whole time period because they don't know when that role is going to be actually shooting. Um, and the likelihood it is it will fall on that date that you are unavailable. So always make sure that when you're putting yourself forward, you are available for all those dates. And then right at the bottom, there'll be the description of the character and hopefully that suits you. You read it all and then there will be a little bit at the bottom where you'll see your headshots that you currently have displayed on your profile and you can change the headshots. So if there is something, the role is uh, maybe looking for kind of a happy bubbly person, you might want to go for the smiley one. If it's more of a serial killer, you might want to go for a bit more of your serious one. Um, but you know, it really, really depends on, you know, the role and what the description is. And then essentially you, there's a box. Now we get a lot of questions about this little box. Um, don't worry, a lot of people find it a little bit confusing. But essentially you're just writing key things as to why you are right for that role. So you don't need to write a really long essay or dissertation as to why you are right. You just need to pull out key facts. So say, for example, the character speaks French, um, they're a strong swimmer, um, they can juggle, you know, and you can do those things, emphasize those things in the box and make sure that the casting director is aware that those are your skill sets. Say, for example, they want an Italian accent. You can say um, strong Italian accent. Um, please see my audio reel. So you can lead them to your profile and kind of, you know, um, say, please watch this or look at that to give more evidence of that skill. Um, but really, all you want to do is make sure that you are, you know, directly emphasizing why you are right for that role. And then all you need to do is press submit. Some people at the end want to say, you know, thank you for your time or whatever, but you just need to make sure that you are not uh, kind of writing too much. And that might feel really strange because I know it, gets, it goes against everyone's kind of nature. You want to kind of put yourself across and be really positive about things but all the casting directors are looking for because you know they are very very busy people is just a few highlights as to why you're right for that role and then that goes directly to them the moment you press send appears on their side of things and they will then look at the suggestion in more detail and either get in contact or decide that you're not right for the role this time. So you mentioned there are a couple of tips about the jobs feed. Um, do you have anything else about navigating it? Things around like setting email alerts, for example? Yes. So um, what I was saying previously was when you're signed into your Spotlight account, um, what you will see is the jobs feed and the My Tools and Settings. So if you go into that currently, uh, you will see at the top a little section about email. It says email alerts. Now, these email alerts are to do with the job um, jobs feed board. They're not to do with emails that you receive from Spotlight. Obviously, you receive lovely things like newsletters and things about events and uh, discounts, all that kind of wonderful stuff. Those settings are slightly different. These ones are just specifically for your uh, jobs feed emails. So if we click into that, um, it will say change email alerts. 
And as I said, it's kind of important to have it set, I would say, probably every day, just so you can sign in towards the end of the day, have a look, see what's on there, um, and then put yourself forward uh, for the role if you are suitable for it. Another thing to also say when you are on your jobs feed is that you you will be able to track back things uh, that you have um, suggested yourself for. So when you suggest yourself for something, it will have a little tick, and then there are um, filters as well where you can actually filter by what you've uh, suggested yourself. So for example, if you do get an audition, you can go back to that brief and read it again and check it all through. So there's a lot of different filters and things like that. Uh, so make sure that you are have a look through it all um, because as I said, there's a lot of kind of hidden detail within Spotlight, uh, which is uh, an important to say. And there's also a thing that is the that you can see when it's going to close so you can sort it by that so if you want to see the things that are due to close very very shortly you can filter by that as well which is also quite handy um and you know just just keep an eye on those kind of things because they uh different filters and stuff are kind of added frequently there's also when you are looking in the my tools and settings there is a side uh, which also says where things are in terms of like contract types and things like that so that's important to look at because one thing i think some people don't realize as much with spotlight is obviously uh, we are an advocate for paid roles and you'll see all the kind of uh, equity agreements and, and and things like that underneath underneath paid but there is also kind of low paid roles that you might see on spotlight now that does not mean that we accept things uh, that are expenses only or have no fee because we do not believe that actors should be working for free when it comes to acting work but we do know that uh, performers are at different stages of where they are at with their career and some people might be interested in seeing kind of lower paid or profit shared uh, projects projects so uh, if you don't want to see that if that's not something that you uh, want to have included you can untick them and not see them but that's just something again to be aware of is contract types we do add some uh, from time to time we will always inform you of changes in our newsletter which is why it's always good to be signed up um, and we are doing kind of regular events where we're talking about uh, changes to spotlight as well so again there are always ways to communicate with you all but it's a good little tip to keep up to date with your matching my filter lovely when a self-represented performer puts himself forward for something, um, how do they monitor that? Like, how do they see what they, what jobs they've applied for? Okay, so when you are in the jobs feed, you will be seeing, I think we've just spoken a little bit about uh, the different sections that you can filter by, but there is something called show all roles and you'll see a, a kind of drop down box there. And actually what you can do is there'll be a thing that says show roles with suggestions. So if you filter by that, you'll be able to see everything that you put yourself forward for as a self-representing uh, performer and also it can help because you can sometimes look at things that you have unread um, as well so if the if you've not actually looked at a breakdown you can go back and check it out and see why you didn't read it um, and then you can also obviously see the ones that you have looked at as well so there's different ways of filtering but the really handy one is show roles with suggestions and that will be uh, hopefully if you'll have an audition or an availability check you may have put yourself forward for it so knowing where that is is really important brilliant thank you um so 
again, playing out a scenario, so I'm self-represented, I've put myself forward for a role. What does the casting director then see on their side? Because I think that's kind of a bit of a mystery for people. It is. It definitely is a little bit of a mystery. And uh, what I would say is that when you send it over to the casting director, your headshot, it kind of is rather small it's kind of a little bit like thumbnail um so it's not as big as actually you see it on your view my profile so this is sometimes where people can get a little bit unstuck with headshots is that they choose ones that are a little bit distant or there's a very kind of um torso shots um are tending to be kind of favored at the moment but that can mean that it can be a little bit difficult to visually see you kind of head and shoulders so that's why we always recommend uh with the headshots on your profile to kind of have the traditional what we would call the traditional headshots of head and shoulders there because the close-up means that they will be able to see you uh, very clearly the casting directors when you are when you, you know suggest yourself to them so the uh, headshot that you have suggested yourself with will appear um, and then you will see uh, the details and it will say self-representing and again they'll be able to click onto your profile to view then so that your profile doesn't come up directly it's the headshot and the little box that we were talking about of text so in that little box of text you will have they will have about 10 or so words and then it will say see more so if you have written more which I mean a lot of people do you will then be able to they'll be able to read the extra stuff that you have written so that's why it's so important the headshots and that little box because that's what casting directors see initially and then they'll be able to click into your profile to view anything else if they want to further so if they want to have a look at your showreel or any audio clips they'll then be able to do that and then they can uh, mark uh, whether they would like to invite you for a self-tape or audition or for that time um, it's a no but just to also say that they can um, and sometimes do casting directors make shortlists so if you are not right for the role or the project they are casting currently sometimes they have different lists which they will put you on should a potential project be coming up and they think maybe a skill that you have might be really really useful for the future and um, they do keep lists of performers as well so making sure that you've got all your skills listed and I think you probably get a little bit frustrated at Spotlight thinking oh goodness they do keep going on about keeping my profile <laughs> up to date and my skills up to date and that's the reason why is that Although we are talking a lot today about the jobs feed board and obviously putting yourself forward for roles, uh, casting directors also use the site slightly differently in terms of search. So if they are looking for a very specific role um, in a specific kind of age range and need to have a skill, uh, ready, maybe highly skilled at something, they will search initially before maybe even putting out um, a breakdown on the site. So making sure you have all those skills listed is essential because you will be hopefully found via that route as well so that's just something to consider lovely I think even what you said then about um knowing that a casting director will see the first 10 words of whatever you write in that comment box is quite key because you can front load what you say there to be the most important enticing thing first to bring people to click yeah um 
it's a good tip and that's also why you don't want to be like oh hello Fred thank you so much for your opportunity because you've wasted your 10 words there you know it might sound a little bit like strange but going clean driving license uh speak fluent French uh is is where you just need to be leading with because that's what the agents will be doing as well they will be uh kind of highlighting the skills of their clients so that's essentially what you're doing is highlighting uh the skills you have as a performer and I also thought it was worth probably just letting people know that if you're looking through our jobs feed and you see something inappropriate, there is action you can take. Would you like to explain a bit more? Yeah, definitely. So at the bottom, um, you will see, um, a, basically it says a report concern button. So this does go directly to the team. So if there is something that looks unusual um, and you're not sure if it's kind of maybe uh, contractual or something that they've written on there isn't kind of adding up, then please do uh, press the button and you'll be asked just to fill out some information um, as to why um, you kind of think something might not be right and that goes directly to my team and we can then look at that so that is a way of um you know and, and also again it goes without saying that if you are contacted directly uh, by a casting director because obviously you were talking about the contact form there is also that facility there where you can uh report something and we can look into it if again something doesn't add up and it doesn't look right so that button um is very important it's there for you to kind of uh you know let us know if something isn't right and needs a little bit further investigation sometimes um casting directors just accidentally miss things off or they haven't explained things um fully and we can go back to them and uh, then they can send an amendment uh, with further details so you know it is important that if you do think something is missing or not right to uh, get in contact and we will look into that as well um, i know you just went over this but if you could just summarize the most important things that self-represented performers should have on their profile that would be really useful just as a little summary I think you know with the profile it's it's a really interesting one um, a lot of the time when I do advice sessions uh, we talk about the profile in quite a lot of detail so I would say the thing that I say to a lot of people is look at your profile like you don't know yourself because that's essentially what the casting director will be doing they'll be looking at you and they won't maybe know you so you want to make sure that everything that you your skills are kind of highlighted and make sense so the first thing obviously that we will talk about again is the headshots we recommend between about four or six headshots um, on spotlight and then being your current headshots so sometimes I will click onto a performer's profile and I'll see maybe six headshots but all from different photographers so I'm thinking what looks like them currently you don't want to leave the casting director feeling confused you want them to know exactly who you are and what you look like so headshots are essential and again just be very aware and I know this is quite difficult when you are looking at it yourself especially when you've had a headshot session done and you're looking at your image over and over again but try and choose different expressions um, in terms of for the headshot because expression is what we were saying when you're suggesting yourself for a role is you will want a more serious one, a more kind of happy one, a kind of maybe sad one, a kind of maybe cheeky one. So think about that when you're going through your new headshots, because um, so many times I see people with the same image 
five times on their profile. It's the same facial expression. So really, really, really try and think about that when you are choosing headshots from your latest session. So headshots and of course, the other thing I'm going to say is media as well is just so important. So they will be able to see casting directors if you have got media on your profile. Now, I think the word showreel does scare some people a little bit. And obviously, showreel is what, what it says on the tin. If you are a professional actor, you hopefully will have had quite a few um, credits and projects that you've done. And you will uh, edit all of that into one lovely showreel, probably to three to five minutes long. Really doesn't have to be... Um, you know, too too long because if we're being completely honest, um, I think casting directors they would love to watch the whole show reel, but a lot of the time they might not have that uh, specific time to. So we always recommend your strongest scene at the beginning. And a lot of the time, when I look again at things, it can take up to thirty seconds to forty seconds for someone to speak. And actually, the main thing a casting director wants is to kind of see and hear what you look like on camera, see your acting ability. And although you might have done some beautiful acting, you know, not, you know, not everything has to be described by words. But if we don't know the context of that scene out of the actual short film that you've done or television or, or whatever project it may be, it's just a scene that we're not invested in. So you want to make sure really that the talking and the everything comes straight off the bat that we're not waiting around um there's no montages no emotive pieces right at the beginning if you are quite new and still kind of gaining experience you can it i would say and there are you know it's one of those things where with the profile or with acting in general if you're talking to anyone in the industry you will hear different things from different people but for me your profile and having some acting material on there is essential because casting directors want to see your acting ability so even if you record something a minute long a piece and pop it on there that can just really help a casting director to see, you know, what you're good at, what your strengths are. And, um, you know, as I said, boiling it back down to the point I said earlier, what you look and sound like on camera. So those are the really essential things to think about headshots and your kind of media. There is the other side of uh, the audio side. And that can be, again, for voice reels, for singing reels, um, to kind of show that you've got an accent uh, that you're really, really good at. Um, if those are the case, then you know, make sure that you have audio clips that kind of really uh, showcase all of that to, to us or to the casting directors. Another thing I just want to say for international performers is I do also recommend having a show reel in, your Eng uh, in English speaking and a showreel in your uh, native uh, language because having these separate can really help. A lot of the casting directors are English speaking um, who use the site um, but we do have a lot of European casting directors as well so they might be interested to see um, you know you acting in your own language and if you can subtitle that uh, showreel that's amazing that would be very very beneficial. Um, so I will just yet say it again headshots and any kind of material is really really important but it is quality over quantity. And I cannot emphasize that enough. Really think about the quality of it. If you are not happy with it, 
do not put it on there. One scene, one incredibly strong scene is so much more beneficial than four mediocre scenes. So just think about that. That, Lots of excellent tips there. Okay, so um, going back to the profiles, what is the main difference between one that is managed by an agent and one that is self-represented? So the main thing is with obviously self-represented is that you, everything is the same apart from uh, you are the one putting yourself forward for the roles. Now with the jobs feed board, um, there is what casting directors can choose to do is send a project to both the agents and performers. And that means that you will be seeing those side of things. To be transparent, there will be things that are just sent to agents only. Um, and that is the kind of benefit of also having an agent sometimes is that they will be seeing some slightly different projects to what you see um, as a self-represented performer. But in terms of the profile and how it all works, you have exactly the same as a another performer who is represented. So nothing changes in that. Obviously, the big change that we talked about at the beginning of this episode is that uh, casting directors can now kind of contact you a little bit more directly. Um, We're hoping that this contact form will be really beneficial, not only to the casting directors, but also to the performers as well, where you can have that dialogue back and forth with casting directors a little bit maybe easier than it was previously. Um, But in sense of anything to do with the profile, it's all the same whether you're represented or not represented. And if a self-represented performer gets an agent... Um, will they still see the jobs feed and be able to put themselves forward for all? Now, I think this is something, again, that can be a little bit complex. Um, So if you do get an agent, amazing news, some people get agents to really look after them for specific work. So if that, for example, is voiceover or maybe commercials, uh, modelling, and you still want to put yourself forward for the kind of acting work, what happens when you add an agent on Spotlight is that your jobs feed board will go to view only. So you will not be able to suggest yourself for projects anymore. Um, If you still want to have access to suggesting yourself um, because you've agreed with your new agent that they're going to put you forward for commercials but you're going to do everything else then you will need to contact that agent and ask them to set you back to full access now this is the only thing that agents can do on their side we cannot do this at spotlight so they and agents are very aware of this don't worry if for any reason they're not they can email us agents at spotlight.com but they know um, and they get educated on this from their side. Basically, if you do have an agent, most of the time you will be set to view only purely because if you had access to Uh, submit yourself as well you'd potentially be doubling up on suggestions you'd then appear twice for casting directors it would make a lot more work so that's where the tradition of the agent putting you forward for things when you have an agent is there um, because that's their job you know they are there to be getting you work and putting you forward for things 
If you would like a kind of middle ground, there is another option, which is nudge. So nudge is again set by your agent. And it sounds, I've been having conversations recently, it sounds kind of like a little bit of a rude word, but it's not. It's just a little alert that goes over to the agent and the agent will be able to see this uh, alert. Um, it'll say like a little nudge alert and it will show the job that you've gone, oh, I'm quite interested in this. You know, will you put me forward for it? So that alert goes over over to the agent and I'm, sh- I'm sure nine times out of ten they will have already put you forward for that role but sometimes it can be helpful especially when they're getting to know their clients um, if there is something on there that you specifically see and would say I'd love to be put forward for that that they might not know or have realized that you have a skill in a certain area so that again is a kind of good middle ground um, but normally when you do get an agent you are set to uh, view only and that will only change if you have a conversation with the casting director with the cast director with the agent which (laughs) means that that will be either set to nudge or you can have full access again and is is there anything else that changes or we pretty much covered it yep no that's pretty much it to be honest Um, you can um, obviously when you are do you have an agent you can ask to see what you're being submitted for now we don't recommend that you do this every week or every month um, but say you've been with them for a while maybe six months or a lot of the time if you've been with them a year you can maybe just have a a, a quick catch up with them and they can send you a list of what they've been putting you forward for uh, work-wise so you can you can see that great um, I think we've covered quite a lot of ground. Amazing. Which is, great. is there any other tips that you think that we need to let people know about? I would say, uh, as I was saying to you earlier, with the when you're self-representing, it is important to kind of assume that role of agent and make sure that you are really uh, on top of suggesting yourself and getting back to any correspondence and things because obviously that is all lying with you instead of having someone else to kind of help you with that so that regular contact and and checking of the jobs feed board is so so important I think it's important to say um, here that obviously joining um obviously I don't know all the unions out there equity is the union uh, here in the UK but if you are you know self-representing being part of a union union can help because contractually if there is things that aren't upheld for some reason or there's late payments they can help more with that side of things um so I would definitely you know be aware of that and and research uh, the union um so that you know you are aware and joining them is a is a really helpful thing There is a uh, resource also on Spotlight. Um, It's basically a resource that is for it says helpful resource resource for spotlight agents and casting members but this has a lot of sometimes detail around um kind of agreements and contracts and different things like that uh codes of conduct um, and guidelines on kind of nudity and intimacy so if you are self-representing again being aware of all those things is is really really essential so i would make sure to to keep up to date with all of that and um there's you know a wealth of knowledge in the news and advice sections as well on spotlight um where you can have a look at different things but um that specifically that uh, frequently asked questioned and there is also one for self-representing as well um those are the ones i would really really uh, focus on and do your research on i'll make sure that i link to both of those from the podcast page so please do check that out afterwards if you have any more questions or if you'd like to have a closer look at those um 
I think we've covered everything, Mel, so thank you very much. Amazing. Um, I guess my last thing is if anyone is struggling with any of this or need more help and maybe the FAQs don't do a good job of answering a specific question you may have, um, how can members get in touch with us? So if you go all the way, scroll all the way to the bottom of the uh, homepage, you'll see a section that says about Spotlight and there is a get in touch. If you click on that, you'll see different ways, email and telephone, um, should you want to get in touch with us. Wonderful. And my last question for you, Mel, is nothing to do with self-rep, but it's like, what have you been watching lately? Oh my goodness, my favourite, favourite question. Um, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, if I was completely honest, I've been watching Selling Sunsets, which is naughty. That's so funny because that came <laughs> that came up again uh, with the previous guest. We're talking about watching Selling Sunset. He was trying to pass it off. It was his wife. I was like, uh-huh. You were like, mm-hmm. It was like, oh, yeah, sure. Um, but what have I been watching? Hold on let me have a little thing I know you've been to a few stage shows recently. I have I'm I'm, I'm an avid theatre girl I'm actually going to go see The Little Mermaid this evening um which I'm very excited about the cinema um and the theatre show that I'm adamant I'm going to go see is Guys and Dolls I'm yet to book a ticket but I'm going to do that very very shortly because I just keep hearing wonderful wonderful things um about it but tv wise I think you know what's great is there's just so much on at the moment I haven't jumped on the bandwagon of succession just yet I will do um I promise but it's not been something that I've been caught up in but I've been on the other side of it which was Ted Lasso which I know obviously they all had their kind of uh, finales last week and um I absolutely love that show um I really I'm recommend it I'm a huge fan of Ted Lasso and I I'm not the biggest fan of football when I first heard about it I was like really not for me um yeah I could I couldn't love it more couldn't love the characters more couldn't love the storyline more it makes me very happy so wholesome and wholesome is exactly the word Kristen wholesome (laughs) need more wholesome stuff in my life (laughs) definitely brilliant well thank you Mel it's been an absolute pleasure awesome Um, thanks for your time no worries Thanks so much to Mel for joining us today to talk about how to use Spotlight if you're self-represented. We really hope you got some handy tips from the discussion and we'll be writing up a little summary of this on the website. Join us for our next episode when we'll be talking to Harry and Grace Chadwick, who are the founders of Interflix Media. And they'll be talking to us all about interactive content, the gamification of cinema and opportunities for actors in this exciting new medium. Spotlight is the home of casting. We've been helping professional performers find roles in TV, film and the theatre for almost 100 years. Over 90% of UK television work last year was cast on Spotlight. And now, joining us is easier than ever. If you have professional training, featured performance credits or a recommendation from an agent or casting director, you can sign up to become a Spotlight member. As a member, you'll get a performer profile to help you be discovered by casting directors and access our jobs board. We also offer exclusive member-only benefits like career advice sessions, workshops, events, discounts on services for professional performers and more. Ready to take the next step in your performing career? Find out more on how to join Spotlight by visiting www.spotlight.com forward slash join now.